0: Probably Science
1: Hello, and welcome to Probably Science Um, I'm one of your hosts, one of three actually, I'm Jesse Case Sitting across from me is Andy Wood Hello Hey buddy How you doing? Uh, Hey, who's in between us? That looks like Matt
2: Kirshen to me (laughs) He's does
1: look
3: like me and, and who, who played that music? What was that?
1: I know, that was new, right? I mean, it was our theme song, but it wasn't our theme song. It
2: was like a twist on it.
1: Yeah, it was as if someone else did it. Almost ta- a,
2: it's almost as if that happened. <laughs> uh,
1: that was from Allison Dennis. Allison, thank you so much for sending that in Thanks. and uh, taking the time to do that. We really appreciate it. Um, that was awesome. And any, uh, obviously, anyone else, keep them coming in.
3: And this is, uh, this is a special episode. This is the Probably Science Spooktacular Oh, it's.
2: a very, yeah. Yeah. We should. <laughs> what, can we call this like Halloween in March? Is, is that a thing
3: <laughs> that people do? We should have come on as the ghosts of Matt, Jesse, and Andy. Good call. We
2: could go back and post and add some well, creepy sound yeah. effects. Yeah, yeah. I think that's ones? the
3: exact opposite of what this is about. Yeah. So uh, we've got a special guest. We've got, um, Yay. yeah, we, I, I know you guys like it when we have uh, experts on from time to time. And we have mortician and death theorist and the author of a fantastic book we all read and very much enjoy, Smoke Gets In Your Eyes, Caitlin Doty.
0: Hey Thank dudes! You, Welcome hey. to my home. Thanks we are- for having us over this here. Is it's the coolest home. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is the coolest apartment I've ever been in, and just- I've been in some. I mean, I've been. I've hung out with burlesque performers, <laughs> so this is the. But this is the coolest apartment I've ever been in. It looks like. Uh, I mean, I, I know probably a lot of this stuff's just from like oddity shops and whatnot, but it really does. You look like a pith helmet wearing sort of weird explorer. That comes back with stuff
0: yeah yeah every, that... every item's a journey man every, <laughs> every item's a
1: journey well no I imagine every one of it has a story behind it, instead, it of does. Just, instead of just like oh really
0: yeah oh totally yeah because I I mean I was really poor for a long time or broke I should say I wasn't like systematically held down but I was I was broke is so... that is that a difference Whoa. in terminology? Oh, totally totally uh, I mean what? if you say you're poor that that implies that you grew up you know I grew up like middle clashes so it wasn't like I was you know Okay. Held down by a system That wasn't allowing me To advance so you're I was like, just making life choices so you're That like, made uh, okay, me broke okay,
1: okay so you're like A cis
0: poor Yes I'm totally You cis identify yourself Yeah I yourself. identify as yeah, yeah, yeah. cis poor Absolutely okay, cool. cool um, so We don't want so, any bloggers Getting,
1: getting upset the, <laughs> right. the poor bro yeah.
0: Tumblr is outraged Over right, my characterization right. So I would I would go to places That were You know Little flea markets And places where I could Haggle and get things down So every item Does have a story I didn't just get them Off the internet Because I had to Well some of them but after furious bidding on eBay and such. yeah.
2: Did you collect the butterflies yourself? Those were actually my grandparents.
3: They, oh, wow. they got those. Your grandparents um, got them, or those are your grandparents? <laughs> yeah, those are my grandparents. Oh, no.
2: There's a
0: thing where you can turn cremated remains into butterfly carcasses oh, now. We're
2: learning. We're already and learning. And mount
0: them on the wall. <laughs> um, not true. Also Tumblr, not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were, they were uh, in my grandparents' home, and they both died. And when they died, I got
1: their... They're mounted butterflies. They're very well preserved. Yeah, and you have these like first editions of Faust. And am I pronouncing that right? Faust. Yeah. Faust. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean,
0: it's probably like
2: Faust or something with more a guttural.
1: Right. No, if, this is this is this place is uh, insane.
2: If you read from that book aloud, does it summon spirits? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yes, one of it, those... it summons the devil, <laughs> oh, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh that's
3: god, that's got to be a direct correlation. That is. Uh, that it's devil, kind of
0: less sciency though, so I don't know if we want to do it. Well, <laughs> here today. But... I just
1: think that. Have you seen the Faust movie, the German silent yeah. film? Mm-hmm. Um The the German expressionist era of film is so, I don't know. It's hilarious to me, like all like Nosferatu and Metropolis and yeah, just yeah. everything. Like, because you know, like the Great Depression hit the U.S., but then it really hit the rest of the world. Like we, we think of it as so U.S. American centric, you know, but it ruined the world economy, the whole economy, and then Germany was so screwed anyway. It's it's just like their whole bummer made it onto the film, you know what I mean? Like you can like feel the pain of a whole like society just watching it. You're just like, yeah, this is depressing.
2: Like I don't know. How, how did they even have the money to be making such? Those were pretty big budget movies for the time, weren't they? Metropolis was a huge budget. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. When
0: did that come out?
2: Metropolis. When did that drop? It's like
1: twenties, I think. It was the twi- so maybe pre depression. Metropolis was pre depression. But I know Faust was like. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, My point no, is,
2: let you keep going. Yeah,
1: well, these are these are uh, Weimar Republic-funded movies. Uh, I'm making it sound like I think <laughs> Germany made the right decisions to get out of the depression. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the depression was preferable to how they chose to yes. try to escape the depression. Um, Things
2: were bad, not bad enough to
1: justify. Not bad press. enough to justify yeah. anything. But but um, I just think that just the like. Just the contrast colors But then they would even add Black and white makeup To make it more crazy
2: Oh yeah Like just Yeah
1: if you If you watch like The original Nosferatu
0: It was certainly an aesthetic
1: Yeah a bold aesthetic Choices it, were made Choices were <laughs> Choices were made And I wonder like In the, a way
0: that choices Aren't really made In a lot of film Anymore Like yeah, aesthetic choices But
1: choices were made It sounds like choices that you, I'm going to try to segue this somehow. Um, <laughs> stick with me.
2: It's, if it, you can't find a way to segue from Nosferatu to death, like, what are we
1: even doing? <laughs> I, I should quit. I should just quit. Sounds like you've thought a lot about uh, death and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I have. I mean, I would say that Nosferatu was my inspiration for, for everything that I've done in <laughs> my career so, thus far. So, job, so thank Nancy. you so much for bringing it
1: up. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. And and just, you know, no, shooting
0: pre- me that tennis ball no, to <laughs> lob <it>. right back <laughs> <laughs> at you. Yeah,
1: I, uh, that fish is going to stay on the deck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I put it on the line for you, but it's going to flop around now, and uh, it's going to be on the show. When did that start? Because I was obsessed with death as a kid. Yeah, I think we all were. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty obsessed with that. Then it transitioned to
0: fucking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's still, it's still... <laughs> Oh,
0: as far as like what you were obsessed right, with. Right, Okay. No, not.
2: <laughs>
0: I was thinking of a more direct line you sure. were referring to. Okay, sure.
2: Hey. It was a right turn that happened at a certain right? point.
0: Had some weird times. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, confession. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah that's just ugly. Got, this just got
1: real very quickly. <laughs> had some weird times, guys. Had some weird times. No, I mean, I was very, uh, I was a super morbid kid, so I assume you were as well. And...
0: I was a pretty morbid kid, yeah. I used to, you know, photograph dead animals with my, you know, with the cameras that had the wheel that advanced. It yes. wasn't oh, like yeah, I had a. Yeah. Yeah. classy kid camera i had just yeah. the disposable camera Because meant, you were some, broke because i was
3: bro- well broke. i wasn't broke as a child i was you know i had a fair i had a lovely upbringing but then that all meant obviously because it's predated digital cameras that then you had to take it to exactly. the pharmacist like the cvs <laughs> yeah
0: who, who got to develop the pictures of the dead animals that yeah. i had photographed around my neighborhood um yeah and I, I was just really i i would say that i was Interested, but I was also pretty terrified. So it totally. was an interest that was born of terror. It wasn't just like, oh, I can't believe how this animal is decomposing. I'm so happy and fascinated. It also came from a fear of my parents just aren't going to come home because they've been in a horrible accident and they're lying on the side of the freeway broken and bloody. Are you an so, only child? I'm an only child. I am
1: too. Uh, and I think that there's, I've always correlated uh, huge fear of abandonment, with because they're like all you have, right? Mm. So, so when you realize like grown-ups die, like you don't really know kids die yet. Well,
2: Caitlin <laughs> does. I don't know. Do we want to talk to, about yeah, that to specific sh- event? W- sure, sure. So oh, I, are
1: we there? Let's get what? guys. You're stepping all over my segue. So, I'm sorry. I was sorry. Setting I'm setting up Nosferatu. I'm setting up. All right.
0: Well, you jumped to necrophilia right away, so I can get <laughs> I can get real as well.
1: Hey, no, correction: You
3: jumped to necrophilia. <laughs> I. You just clumsily alluded to necrophilia yeah exactly as, I, as will happen
0: i wasn 't going i wasn't going to say it, but um, yeah when i when I was younger, I saw a child fall to her death in a mall a local mall in Hawaii where i 'm from and that definitely contributed to my fear of death and fear of it abandonment and i lived in i lived in hawaii so my parents were there but i was afraid that i was going to get shipped off to my dad's family in iowa and i Whoa. wasn't going to know anyone and i was 8 so these things once you have a, something that gets the ball rolling yeah almost all these other fears fall in their wake i guess yeah. in its wake
1: um let me ask you this if you ever encounter death, like the actual Grim Reaper? Are you prepared for the chess tournament?
0: No, uh, actually, I was. Someone was trying to teach me chess recently. It's very important, and so this I know is how you beat death. I and, know and the,
1: people make fun of me for getting into it, but
0: I know the basic <laughs> moves. The <laughs> like, I think that I could, you know, I think I could move the pawn one or two spaces to begin because I know that that's a rule. That is a rule, and that I know that rule. the knight goes diagonally.
3: Kind of. No. The bishop goes down and the knight kind of, of goes, goes in an two L. and then oh, one oh, in the like an L shape. Yeah. Right,
0: right, right. I think, I mean, I guess I'm hoping to distract death by going like, oh, da- okay, so I do, oh, the knight <laughs> yeah, goes like right. an L. Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay, okay death, got it. Death has to be so pissed explaining chess rules oh, all God. day. That's <laughs> yeah, like his number one job. Infuriating. Well, I'm sure
0: he know I'm sure it's like kids these days too, because no one knows right, the, right, the chess right. is a lost art.
1: Do you guys think that's why the lifespan is increasing is because death totally. is getting so slowed down explaining chess to people that he can't keep up well also the population is increasing so that's just more
3: people that he has to play
1: no that's what i mean but he has to like every day like almost santa claus style but more and more people don't know how to play chess so it's be like all right look here's the deal don't so
2: you think maybe he's we don't really know maybe he's already like moved on and it's candy crush now like he's changing oh, with the times yeah, like, oh yeah yeah it's like yeah dance
3: dance revolution right right, also, right. sure farmville? Uh, farmville
1: can you
2: play competitive oh. farmville is that
1: I sure, possible. Sure like
2: can... I have more sheep that are alive than you. I would rather die than have to play a farm It's, it's like have you read articles about how bad the game that is, like how poorly designed it is? Like it I've violates all the it. I've never played it, but it violates every rule of what makes a game a game. Like it's it's an obligation. It's not fun. It's like, like a Tamagotchi. To, yeah, and you have to like get your friends to do things for you. You have to like you're you're obligated to make friends, send you things. Just it's like whoever designed it. Knew how to push buttons to get people to do stuff, but like in this horrible Machiavellian, unfun way. Like. Do you think mm. that
0: Death has like a ring of human Tamagotchi on his belt, where he just has all of these? A good call. Little ah, versions of humans, and, and well, he you can die, choose. Guess to, guess to he can them. choose to feed you or keep you alive, or he can choose oh to God. just let you die. What
2: if we're all Tamagotchi's?
0: Now, what were your early views? That's science right there. Yes. That's, that's, exactly science. that's
1: that's absolutely science. What were your early views on death? Like, uh, I know, you know, terror and things like that, but I just mean the <laughs> the, the actual... Um,
2: like what, uh, what happens when you yeah, die? Yeah, yeah,
1: the actual event. I think it's it's pretty rare for... It's pretty rare to conceive, like, hard atheism as a young kid.
0: Oh, yeah, I was definitely not not hard atheist as a kid. I don't think I was necessarily religious, but I think I was just general magical thinking you right no surely i can't end. we've seen
1: your apartment yeah <laughs> whimsy <laughs> <Right>. post-mortem
2: whimsy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I,
0: yeah i think it's hard i think it's hard for people in general to, unless you have a lot of societal support to conceive of hard atheism because up, up until recently there wasn't really much in society that allowed for hard stop when you die it, I mean Depends on void. the culture
3: You grew up in I think There's
0: Depends stuff. on the culture You grew up in Especially I, But I think Western culture well, Yeah
1: I, Yeah And I, I mean
0: I've
1: I don't know If I've discussed this In the show or not But um, I think that like Okay so I'm I'm an atheist And I'm, I'm a hard atheist uh, It just means I, I, I have an erect I'm an erect right now But um uh, okay. No one left. It's well, funny. It's, no, it wasn't it worth it. It wasn't. Right it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't it's good. Yeah, I mean, it was it already, good. It I mean is, you started right with necrophilia, yeah. so I don't. Um, you
3: know. Yeah. And also, we could all tell. Like, we will know. We <laughs> yeah, know. We I mean, we have known know you for a while, but yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Just but the second you but in. what I
1: mean is, like, um, your brain has only known existence. You know, from the moment those cells came together and the first neuron started firing, it's only known. Not even light. It's just only known existence. So when you imagine nothing. Uh, You're still imagining something, even if it's like the color black or something like that. Imagining
2: a black space or something instead of the absence of anything. You're imagining void. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, intangible
1: void. So I think that life after death is actually based on our brain chemistry. It's a natural conclusion to come to. That doesn't mean it is the universal law. I don't think it is at all. But I think it's a natural conclusion to come to. Like I, I can see how early humans were like oh yeah obviously Unless,
2: because what is what is the lack of existence yeah you well, can't conceive
1: mean, obviously there's a thing that, yeah. and, and also like as i understand it early societies um before we made time linear everything was circular so that's why like reincarnation it's like you know when it's fall again uh, or when, when it's autumn again it's 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 the previous autumn it's the same that's what people thought well, that would occur to you. It wouldn't occur every day. The sun rises and sets. It's the same thing. It would it would occur to you as like a wheel,
2: I guess. But then you're seeing everyone get older, too.
1: Yeah. So you, it would occur to you that they come back too.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I That's see. what I mean.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, um, I just mean I don't. I don't really like. Uh, Thought Belief in the afterlife Doesn't upset me at all I'm like yeah Totally like I really
2: It doesn't upset me Yeah it's. Well that's where The idea
0: is that That's death And the fact of it And that we know That it's gonna happen In some way Is where religion Is where burial customs Where all these things Come from Because you can't You know you have You're here with your neanderthal buddy or your early man buddy early homo sapien buddy and you see him every day and then he stops moving but you can't conceive of his non-existence so you have to believe that he goes somewhere and you have to believe that you're going to go somewhere so you start to engage in burial practices because you have to help them
3: transition you're you're probably part of their continuing on into some other place you you even talk in the book about um, because you talk a lot about different cultures attitudes to death but there's some very early evidence of death rituals. Yeah, like yeah. Extremely prehistoric. And, and things that we still do today, like bury them with
0: deer antlers or bury someone in a certain type of position. Right. Maybe because that's how, you know, in the fetal position, maybe that they're being reborn from the earth oh. or they're being buried with certain items that they're going to need in the afterlife. Or There's a lot of really early, I mean, tens of thousands of years ago. What kind of evidence? Uh,
1: what kind of evidence? What kind of-
0: well, also, I mean, I'm not an archaeologist, but all sorts of... Um, there's, a, there's a material called red ochre, okay. which is a like a pigment, a red clay pigment. And they found this... They believe that they decorated the body in some way or that they did some sort of ritual with the body at death. And the, the idea of a development of a ritual is actually really profound. Right. Because other than animals, arguably elephants and certain other animals, there's no other animal on the planet that needs to come to terms with death in that way, that needs to reflect on a dead body and need to think about it happening to them.
2: Wait, right. elephants? Yeah, oh well, yeah. yeah.
1: Elephants migrate to die and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, well, in elephants there's also also evidence that they will... There's people who have been played dead, mm-hmm. human beings that have played dead with groups of elephants, and elephants have covered them with palm fronds,
2: Wow.
0: almost taken care of them. There are elephants that come and run their trunks over skulls of other elephants as if almost like if they're identifying that uh-huh. elephant um, so obviously we can't you know ask herbie but, the elephant what he's thinking but no other there's there are exhibiting these phys- kinds of things. they're yeah, exhibiting yeah. oh man that like thing that.
1: That, that uh in Hohenwald Tennessee there's an elephant sanctuary and if you ever want to get real teary if you guys ever want to just just have a good cry uh-huh. uh, there's a great story about this elephant you can youtube it it's this uh, whose best friend was a dog And then the dog died. But like the thing that the dog was sick one time and the elephant like wouldn't leave the vet like it was standing just outside. But then when the dog finally died because coyotes killed it, they discovered they found where it died and everything. But the dog was laying. They found it laying outside of the vet and they thought oh it died here but then they realized it died miles away on the sanctuary and they realized the elephant had picked it up with its trunk and taken it to the vet to like get fixed
2: oh my
1: god and it's you're just you're just like
2: ah, ah, <laughs> like i can't handle it well, i can't handle it that's the
0: problem with keeping elephants in circuses and to perform is that they're wildly intelligent and it's oh, yeah, basically yeah. like keeping a human in a 3 by 5 cage yeah it's in the same as world thing yeah, it's, all, it's yeah. so fucked it's so fun. Someone recently told me, they're like, I just really feel bad for everything that's happening to SeaWorld. Like, they're oh, really, they're really doing, doing what? Their what? they're really doing their best and they also rehabilitate and I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, Rehabilitate? What? I know, I was like, what, I don't, well, they, we don't but, know each other anymore. They, they do.
3: This killer whale was a junkie. Of, uh, <laughs> right? yeah, they're like the Scientology. They're like, <laughs> we put you in a sweat tank and then you're, you're cured. <laughs> so they do do some kind of, you know, there's, there's some sort of conservation program at SeaWorld And they do some things like that. But It'd be a bit like sort of going, "Hey guys, (laughs) yeah, here's the deal. Uh, We're gonna come into your town and we're gonna do like medical treatment and we're gonna help out your health and help you grow as a population. And all you have to do is have this man on your back uh, five times a day and catch balloons. So, (laughs) or like we're gonna we're gonna give you this
0: medical treatment and then we get to keep you. Yeah, (laughs) forever. You're ours now. You're ours. Right. So your tail's better." But you're, also... but you're also the property of us. Exactly. Dude, did you guys see Varunga? We got, we got about halfway through that and fell into a depressed sleep. What is Varunga.
1: Varunga was the movie that I think should have won Best Documentary at the Oscars instead of Citizen Four. Um, only for the reason, not because of the subject matter or whatever, but Citizen Four was like a flip cam guy sitting in a hotel room. Is you that know? the
2: Julian Assange or the Snowden?
1: The Snowden thing. Yeah. But um, Varunga is about the, uh, in the Congo, the Democratic Republic, the D- the DRock, um, uh, you know, so it's on the um, it's on the Rwandan border. Um, but there's this huge natural park called uh, Virunga National State Park, and it's about these park rangers and it's the it's the last remaining home of the mountain gorillas. There's only 800 left in the world. But then it's about this like oil company that found oil under the lake so they want to come in and drill, which is going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And, but then they're hiring rebel militias to fight the Congolese army to f- over control of this. In the middle of all this, you just have conservationists. You just have people, park rangers yeah, yeah. and gorillas. And it's very depressing. But it's the same thing of like I- every huge uh, yeah. corporate clus- clusterfuck, such as going in and like just ruining someone's lake, comes with a 1% of their budget is programmed to like outreach yeah. So yeah, they can yeah. say what they're doing. Right. You know, like BP does that. They all do. So, so they're like, no, we're coming. We're going to build a restaurant and we're going to give jobs to
3: them. And they put out these pamphlets that have lots of green on them and rainbows and smiling <laughs> yeah. people. Right. Exactly. And in the background. The gorilla's like,
0: on the pamphlet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like whose habitat you're destroying. <laughs> <The> right
1: <gorilla bread laughs> for the ink. Yeah. Right. And in the- it's like
0: the CEO <laughs> with a gorilla, baby gorilla on his arm. <laughs>
1: right. Right. You're mine now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's brutal. I'm gonna so, kill you. Uh, so
3: yeah, so they're gonna kill them. So death is the <laughs> right. I but uh, you talk your book. I really enjoyed your book, but it's it's sort of a mixture of a memoir and a lot of your theories about death, and then you know the story of how you came through it, and uh, and there's um. But you talk a lot about how in modern society, particularly Western modern society, we're really shielded from from death and the idea of death and from seeing death and.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the crux of the book is that I started working at this crematory in Oakland and I went in and I was burning bodies every day, six, seven, eight bodies in a day. Can I ask you a quick, I don't,
1: I mean, is it true that um, there's explosions because the the liquid, the fluids get so hot? Um, I, I heard sometimes like your brain explodes before you actually start the decom. I you know, and it's look. I go to bars sometimes. So, <laughs> so it's like all this is it's based your, on it's your some, pickup line. No, all um, this is based on like some old sailor. A I met. <laughs> <here saying>.
0: Right. <laughs> so, during the cremation, there are explosions.
1: Yeah. If, if I mean, obviously, depending on how long a person's been deceased.
0: Right. I think, I mean, there there's all sorts of, so if, if there's a lot of decomposition and bacterial buildup and bloating, that can cause pops. And, yeah. and really, any anytime someone says, oh, are you afraid of the body? Is there a ghost? After? Is there an afterlife? Most of what's happening with the body is biological. So if you mm-hmm. hear groans or if you right. hear creaks or something moves a little bit, that's just because there are you know, fuck yeah. billions of bacteria in your body that are trying to eat their way out. They don't have nutrition flowing through anymore. They don't have things to eat. So they're trying to get out. They're producing gas. Right. They don't have anywhere to go, and gas builds up. So things are moving. Things are shifting. Things well, are decomposing. What,
1: that's what I mean is is do do the uh, things inside the body I'm talking about in the actual crematorium, do things inside the body uh cook faster than the outside. You
0: know, it's not really a matter of it's cooking, cooking. right? It, it, it's not really a matter of cooking because the yes, yeah, so, so, that's the technical when term BBQ- for it. When you barbecue these puppies, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that the fire is so so a barbecue fire. Oh my gosh, I'm not actually sure what it is. I imagine in the, the low, you know,
2: how much is a barbecue? How hot well, is it? I mean, it's uh, probably I would guess like seven hundred. Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, I was
1: going to oh, say five hundred, right. but yeah. you know, seven hundred. Well, a, t- a tandoori is eight hundred. <laughs> really? Yeah How do you know that? How do you know that? I looked into because well, you, you were going to build a tandoori kitchen Yeah you, Well you can build a tandoori oven for like $15 So I was, oh. I was watching a YouTube thing and it's a guy with awesome khaki shorts and he's like alright now I'm just measuring this here 800
0: <laughs> That was really helpful I'm glad you I'm
1: glad you had that on file in the, in the noggin
0: but, So that's about 800 yeah. You're talking with a crematory retort is the name for the machine uh, You're talking about 1800 Degrees. You're talking about wildly hotter than even a Tandoori. Just okay.
3: translating here quickly. So we're talking oh, nine hundred and eighty Celsius. Okay. okay. So about nine hundred and eighty Celsius is the crematorium and what was it? Eight hundred the Tandoori is about four hundred and twenty five. I was Celsius. actually I was actually okay.
0: gonna go, is that okay for you? <laughs> That's fine. Can we okay.
3: And if anyone needs kelvins as well <laughs>
2: just add 273 everyone knows that yeah. right
0: <laughs> You can kelvin yourself yeah, you can dehydrate friends D-I- at D-I-K- home D-I-K. so so in so it's it's so much hotter that it's not even a matter it's not like a slow cook you, so you can make- hear the gentle you know crinkling of of the meat as it cooks it really, you can make garlic naan in half the time it incinerates almost can- immediately and and really anything that's on you like your clothes or your skin and your flesh those burn off really, really quickly because our skin is incredibly functional, but it's really not that much of a barrier when you're talking about eighteen hundred degrees. Of course. Fahrenheit blasts of, of fire shooting at you. So it, it really it's really the main chest cavity internal organs that take the longest to yeah. cook. But it's I, not it's not, we don't call it cook. Although right. I don't know what you would call it
3: incinerate. Sure. Cremate. I hadn't even realized that I thought you just put it in the machine and it's done, but I hadn't realized that during the process you actually have to, as the operator, physically move right, move the, it so that the flame hits the bits that need With the machines more.
0: as they are now, there, there are modern, increasingly modern machines that might do it a little differently, but the ones that, that are in existence now, you, the operator has to open the door a little bit, and it creaks open, and you put a long metal rod into the machine. Like a pizza oven. Like kinda it, like a pizza oven. Um, yeah. Um or tandoori sure. oven of some sort. Um and you is a tandoori oven? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I know, I know shockingly little I mean other than enjoying it <laughs> How dare you not know At my local it's At my local cooking. I no. thought you were an
3: expert On Indian cooking Indian
0: establishment um, So you, you put it in And you hook the person By the ribs At least we have In the places that I've worked So the
1: ribs are exposed At this point
0: The ribs are exposed And they're easy They're, they're,
1: they're easy easy Thing to grab yeah. And know that you're I've gonna always get found it. that Yeah yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. And so you hook it around And you pull it forward Or push it backwards In order to facilitate Where the body Has not burned as much Because you're trying Not to waste natural Gas mm-hmm. because there's a ton of That's where the real expense of the cremation Is, right. is using natural right. gas
3: To to create the fire and also I hadn't Really I don't know whether I would realized Until I read your book but was, um how the ashes, like I thought by the time the cremation's done, you have ashes, you don't even begin to have ashes until
0: you have some ashes, but really it's it's chunks of bone, so everything organic burns away during the cremation, and there's no there's not even any DNA left in in what's there, but it's non organic there is of- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't even know What that means (laughs) Me neither neither. Sometimes I make jokes Where I don't know What it means And then I just I figure it out later That's that's my comedy philosophy (laughs) Um and about organic
0: You know It's just organic it's yeah. your, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your comedy is just organic <laughs> Thank you <laughs>
1: da, 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 da,
0: da. Um, So uh, You probably don't As comics You probably don't go Da 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 See so I'm no, just a, I'm someone just, someone a, I'm someone just someone a mortician that. That's what yeah. I assume Comedians do No there's a union You get, fin- indi- you get fined If you don't oh, well, normally yeah, We that, actually get fined if How you
3: do I do There's normally someone Who does that for you I mean Well I'm, you're doing I'm Better Yeah. No, but How
0: do people know It's a joke though If you don't Da
1: That's why the union Has those rules I started out in rooms Where or you would have to do your own oh, yeah. da, da, da and it was not fun. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. It's You know, you're up there you do the joke and then
3: you have to do that yourself. It's like
2: I want to have that be a theme of a whole show now as everybody has to do their act but at the end of every like, punchline has to do that.
3: Except for one person who brings on two drums.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, um, what were we talking about? So oh, burning
3: corpses, of course. Yeah, bones to
1: ashes. I, I, ashes. I have a question. Uh, when you, let's say your, uh, your folks knock off and die, right? Like they do. And then you when ones. Yeah. When ones it's proverbial you. Uh, they want to be cremated. You have them cremated and then you get the ashes back in an urn. How much that's actually your folks versus versus uh, everyone from that neighborhood.
0: Well, I can, everyone (laughs) in the neighborhood, Well, you know what I mean? Was there a mass death? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean like,
1: like how often do you clean out the oven?
0: Okay, sure. Well, I I I can, I can weave the end (laughs) of your ash question into, into that question. Um, so, yeah. So, when you when you finish the cremation, what you have is a pile of, of inorganic bone fragments and what we also consider ashes or cremated remains, which okay. is the finer gray.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you say cremains or is that like...
0: Well, cremains is the... I don't know. That's the industry jargon term. And some of the more traditional funeral directors get really upset when you say ah. cremains because some, somehow that is what right. makes us look bad. You know? Yeah. Come on, guys. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, you, you pull them out of the machine, and you. If you If some places blow them out with a big blower, and some places scrape them out. I was always on a, well, actually I did scraping and blowing, depending where I worked. That's no-da-da-dun-done after that, that, that. No, I, I know. know, I know. know. We're all, we just, all had it. We all that's held it. that's yep, straight. We, we held straight. it in. You did. That, we i all was really proud. In. I saw you all go, <laughs> <laughs> All three of your faces simultaneously yep. do that. <laughs> uh, so the ashes come out and the bones come out um, It's really I always worked very hard to get as much Out as possible Sure um, You know even taking a little broom And going to the side And scritch, right. scritching the side And making sure everything was out But in California you're required to have On your cremation disclosure By the way it's co it's called That it's possible that other people's ashes Will be mingled with and and not not in quantity, right? But in in little fragmented amounts because you try and get everything out you can, but at the same time it's there's not even any DNA. Yeah, it's not it's fragments. You know, I it's like there'll be little bits really... from the side
3: of the machine as well. So when like, you get you're the bag. Right. Like, is
1: this shit cut with Debbie? Yeah, <laughs> 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 because cutting this shit, I want pure shit. It's supposed to be dad. I want pure dad. This looks, this looks yeah. cut cut with Marge. Well, and and
0: so not, if there's that, no DNA,
3: there's no way. Right, to so that's. Can,
0: kind of the existential question too like is this dad you know i can get every single bit out of the machine possible but is this truly your father isn't it metaphorically your father anyway
3: right yeah um and then once the bones are once you don't that doesn't come out as just straight from the machine it comes out as larger chunks of bone comes out
0: as larger chunks of bone so you take it over to the other side of the the crematorium and you lay it out on a machine and normally you will look through the bones to make sure that there's not anything large and metal some people had hip implants knee implants dental implants and those will just be relatively intact those will be relatively intact they take on kind of a nice you know gently burnt patina Uh, that is actually quite lovely and those are taken out because those would ruin
1: the next part. Oh dear, She's brought out a femur. All right, guys, let's pass this around. Uh...
0: <laughs> Which sometimes, sometimes you can see really entire long bones that are almost intact. Wow. Um, but they're so brittle that you could almost just crumble them in your hand wow. if you were feeling particularly sure. sadistic that day or, or just or wanted th- to feel alive. Yeah, just wanted to feel
1: like a god. Yeah, just yeah. wanted to feel like a god. That's why you play Farmville.
0: It's a similar feeling to Farmville. Um, And so, uh, yeah, so they go into the last step, which is the cremulator, which is a machine that's essentially a bone blender that you put the ashes sans metal into and it whirs up for about 20 to 30 seconds. And the very brittle bones crumble and you get what you know as ashes.
1: Now, I have a question for everyone here. Mm-hmm. And I did tweet this, and I, I hate to repeat material. Why is there no death metal record label called Dental Records? Get on it. If anyone out there is starting a death metal label... A pretty good name. Dental Records. A pretty good name. All you have to do is just thank me on, like, the first release. <laughs> just thank me on the first... Guys, Dental Records. It's right there for you.
2: So, wait, teeth... Actually, that... Uh, do teeth, uh, are they the last? Isn't enamel the hardest thing in your body? So, what do you think that teeth? Hold no, up well
0: or no, I, n- they really, they really they don't, don't like else, yeah. Though. And people, and people always say, Oh, you're what happens to the gold? What happens to the dental gold? That just melts, melts. Yeah, yeah. And what I always say, if people say, you know, I, I, want the, I want the gold, I say, you know, absolutely, this is your father, you're welcome to it. If you'd like to bring in a professional to come extract in and, and extract it we're happy to facilitate that but i'm not i'm mm-mm, like i can't yeah. i'm not a professional in that area and it's such a loaded thing that as far as legalities in my crematory or funeral home i can't be responsible for getting in your father's mouth and yeah and we're extracting the gold so like so that's have you sketchy
3: had people accuse you of stealing the gold too though
0: no one's ever accused me of of that no um because i think that most people don't even think about it. I think people like to ask that question more than the families of people who have died actually want to pursue it.
3: Yeah, You know, it's more of a titillating question than people actually want to somehow extract the dental gold so what happens to the implants like the uh, sort of like a hip replacement or something does that just I thought go... you meant implant implants uh, like <laughs> oh actually they... what would happen those would yeah. just yeah. those would just evaporate with them I mean right I just... well what it happens depends. to fake boobs
1: it's I know none of them have died yet none of those people have died yet but
3: <laughs> they're immortal
0: when, when actually they, when they, <laughs> yeah
1: that's why you get the surgery yeah. oh yeah that makes sense yeah. so
0: the the older ones I believe the older ones are silicon yeah. yeah they can if, if it's if it happens in a certain way they can melt onto the bottom of the cremation machine. Oh, no, no. So there are stories of crematory operators having to, like, go in with chisels and pick out...
3: Chisel out this lady's titties. Chisel out
0: the goo goo-ified
3: yeah Silicon
0: breast implants. So, would you
3: now then take them out beforehand, or?
0: Yeah, some some oh. crematories do. Yeah, some crematories say we have to we have to remove these because this is what's going to happen to our machine.
3: And pacemakers have to be taken out.
0: Pacemakers have to be taken out as well because those do explode. Going wow. back to explosions, yeah, because there are batteries in them. Right, and so you have to slice open the chest a little bit and. Do and that's a on you. That's, your... that's on me. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, from being, uh, you know. Filming Dead Birds, American Beauty character as a kid to so beautiful. cutting out pacemakers. That's a that's a bit of a gap. I mean, hey, did you, you go further down this road or Oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry, man. No, I was just gonna
2: set you know your story. I don't know what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I would like to hear what you what oh, you I was think say what my, my journey was. I thought it was interesting that you man. went to work at this crematory having no experience beforehand. Like this was like a thing after you hadn't studied that in college and then you just
0: Well, I I mean I studied death adjacent things in college. I was a medieval history major, so I was pretty death aware. I was interested in death rituals from times past. Mm -hmm. And in some way, this was going to work at a crematory was a way for me to not only understand in practice what I knew in theory, but also just to help the wounds of childhood a little bit. I wanted to do better. I wanted to understand more. I wanted to contribute in some Mm -hmm. way, which, you know, is the lame answer, but... No. And it was all, and it's also just really fascinating. Right. Yeah, and then you were put through the but it's not for everyone. It's not, well, you know. that's you know well, cre- I think cremation is not for everyone. I am of the opinion that taking care of the dead body is for everyone, of course, and that it should be a universal, where if someone that we love dies, you should take control of it. And I know that that's not easy in our culture right now, uh, where yeah. that's you yeah, know the, the dead body's
3: dangerous, or... which is something that um, you debunk quite a few myths in the book about what you firstly legally can do with your dead loved ones and secondly what is safe to do yeah because there's all sorts of beliefs about about disease that you can get from and you're like no the bacteria that actually causes the decomposition of bodies is not the same bacteria that makes that causes disease in living people
0: exactly you can have the most bloated disgusting decomposed body there is and have it be perfectly safe to be around it's not going to smell good it's not going to be pleasant experience necessarily but it's totally safe and if you ask most people i think in the US or the UK if you are legally and biologically empowered to do everything yourself with the dead body i think most people would say absolutely not there are professionals for that for good reason mm-hmm. but the reality is in all of those places with very little little exception, you are allowed as a family, if this is your father, if this is your wife or husband, your child, you are allowed to take care of it. You are allowed to wash it. You are allowed to dress it. You are allowed to keep it in your home and have a meaningful wake or party for it there. Um, and for the first couple of days, you can have dry ice or ice packets around it, which helps there be no decomposition, but that body is not going to turn into something grotesque or dangerous in Mm -hmm. that period of time. It's going to be your dad just changing a little bit. And seeing that change can actually be a really powerful experience because this is someone you knew was alive. And if they just get taken to the crematory or taken to the funeral home and you never see them again, setting into the reality that they're dead now can be difficult. Mm -hmm. But if you actually get to see the little changes, you get to sit with the dead body, you get to talk to it, you get to accept that, if death is real. It can be
1: a much easier transition to, to help my children transition. The last few years of life, or when I reach end of life, I'm just going to go full blackface. I've decided because <laughs> then they're like, you know, "That's
3: not Dad," you know. And then when I die, <laughs> oh, then he's like, "We lost him a few years ago." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. they've already horrendous thing. Yes, they've already sort of accepted, you know, that that kind of thing. But um, in the
2: book, I also didn't realize that people, uh, when you have a loved one cremated, that you can still go have visitation time with them and maybe even press the start button yeah <laughs> like, absolutely yeah, like
0: People
3: love pressing the button
0: but yeah people love pressing the button and that's that's a thing that people don't know too it's called a witness cremation mm-hmm. you can show up at the crematory you can spend some time with the person beforehand in an adjacent most places have adjacent rooms or chapels or whatever denomination you want it to be yeah. you know, all-purpose room and then you can go into the crematory proper and watch the body be loaded in and press the button to start the process and feel like you're involved and that actually is a lot more strangely to me a lot more appealing to modern western folk than the home funeral which is the taking care of the body at home Mm -hmm. is somehow that's a more I guess midpoint leap like they can they can conceive of going to the crematory and watching the body be loaded in and push the button and feel how they could have that be something that's empowering but aren't ready yet to take care of the body. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. -hmm. I was also surprised that, uh, embalming in the U S is a relatively, I mean, not that new, but like uh, that that has civil war origins, Mm -hmm. right? Isn't that about when? Yeah. It's only really a couple
0: generations old. And when you talk to people in the more traditional funeral, quote unquote, traditional funeral industry, they always have a narrative of the ancient art and tradition of embalming. But embalming really was a, a civil war, invention. Modern embalming was a Civil War invention Mm -hmm. where people, northern soldiers, were going to the south, dying on the battlefields. Northern families wanted them back, so they would hire people to take out their blood or had their various some places would eviscerate the body entirely and fill it with sawdust or you would put chemicals in it and all these different traveling embalmers had different schemes to get them to preserve mm-hmm. and so they would preserve the bodies and and send them back and these embalmers had tents that they set up on the battlefield and would follow around the battles God. and have some of them had unclaimed war dead that they would take with them and prop up outside the tent to be like, 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 a, like a caricature artist. Like, like a character artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like. like those restaurants sometimes my... that have
3: plate like sample plates outside. Right. There's exactly. there's always a Jimi Hendrix. There's
2: always a, <laughs> a, do- a
3: Dolly Parton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just in Bond. There's always a Nixon. And they <laughs> always ask like what is what what are the what did this guy what were his hobbies? Like, what did he do? Like <laughs> And it always comes up as like guitar. always plays the guitar yeah, or yeah. or surfs. Yeah, <laughs>
2: But, but didn't you say that also people were allowed to get drunk when they were taking care of the bodies because it was so gross? There were like yeah, tens of thousands of dead bodies. I think that the government
0: actually, or one of the the Civil War generals, wrote to the government and said like, "Hey, can I have my guys all be drunk for this?" And they were like, "Government was like, okay, pass," <laughs> because they were out there. in the you know, if you've ever been to the South in the summer, it's pretty brutal. And these people it's very were, humid, it's very, very hot. humid, oh, yeah. very thick air. And that's like, you know, number one for decomposition. So if somebody dies on that battlefield, you're talking about just a day before they start to turn in a really
1: have you been to the body farm? I've
0: Knoxville. never been there. No,
1: I went there when I was 17. I think we talked about this on the show. I think so.
0: Yeah, you did. How did how was that? How did that come about? School field trip. They, they do school field trips to the body farm. Very common in Tennessee.
1: Go to the body farm. How I grew fun. up in Tennessee. Very very common to pop over to the body farm. Um, and a lot of people opt out because mm. it's a very religious, weird people's. I mean, like, you know, you, you think like uh, sex ed is a problem with parents. Death ed yeah. is like crazy. Yeah. So um, it was literally like seven of us. And but my, my mom's a doctor. I grew up looking at medical books and all that, you know. So um, they're like, fuck, yeah, dude. Go, <laughs> yeah. go watch it. Go see some. Go go see a fucking go Can see you an autopsy.
0: imagine tapping out for the body farm? The body farm is like the holy grail of cool.
2: I think it would have really fucked me up, even at seventeen. Though. Really? I don't know. No, I, I would have gone. I still, to this day, have never seen
3: a dead body. You not, not you're not. You're uh,
0: not alone. You're not alone. A lot of Matt, people.
3: You have. And
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say when. Not going to say where. Trust me, bro. Oh, um,
3: hang on a second. I think I remember. <laughs> oh my God, that was. Bernie? Your friend Bernie? <laughs> yeah,
1: it was fun weekend, was a fun I can't weekend, believe though. you even fun, called
3: him Bernie. Weekend. I can't believe you even went with the same it name. It was a fun weekend. That's so dumb. Um, but yeah, I haven't, um, in my 30s, I still have never... I
1: saw uh, my first dead body at, I think I was 11. Um, and it was after, and it really does, I mean, uh, Caitlin, like you were saying, it really uh, fucks with you as a kid. I mean, there's trauma there because um, it was a um, F4 tornado tore through this town in North Carolina I was living in and we were fine everything was fine but then afterwards driving around and it's like shit's just gone you know what mm-hmm. I mean like there was a whole there was a factory called Unify which is a textile factory mm-hmm. these huge factories used to be all over the south and it was just gone but then it's like there was a guy stuck in the side of a school Ooh. you know what I mean and like, shit like that where they hadn't uh, like the cops had, they hadn't been able to cover stuff up yet and it yeah, was just yeah, yeah. mayhem and, uh, that'll do something to your something. Yeah. But that's when, you know, my, my folks had to be like, I mean, that's, that's, that's an interesting thing to me is like the death talk. That's to me, that's way bigger than the the sex oh, talk. Yeah, or what, yeah, Cause yeah. parents don't even have the death talk with kids. You just figure it out.
3: Yeah. I'd or never say grandma's not here anymore or whatever, but it's like, I never had that. And again, like in America has a, this tradition of embalming and, and wakes and so on, um, I was raised Jewish, which like the Jewish tradition after death. Firstly, the funeral happens very quickly after, unless there has to be a. That's post-mortem. when they put the
1: foreskin back on.
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely, and then they get the hole in the sheet and they uh, do Ye- the chants. Yeah. Um, but they uh, <laughs> they eat the babies. Yeah. Of they put the whole back. They put the whole back in the sheets. if they did
1: put the foreskin back on? <laughs> That'd be the coolest, weirdest fucking tradition. Welcome to full circle. <laughs> no, and we would all just go with it. That's the thing is like if that was ancient.
0: Well, what's interesting, that would not be the weirdest <laughs> tradition. <laughs> I know. You know. That would be that would fit right in
3: even with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, far away ones. Um,
2: that means something there, to them? Absolutely. There was a tribe that, until the 60s, was still practicing uh, cannibalism as part of their... Mm-hmm. And they had to...
0: And it meant a whole lot to them. And then the Brazilian government came in and took it all away and said, this is horrible. You have to bury I'm
3: mean, I not even cannibalism out of, like, desire to eat? Like, no, you know, no, it, no, no. It, they it was, were disgusted by it, but it was important it, to them as
0: yeah it was important. It was important for them to support the other families. it It reinvigorated the community in their togetherness, and it was a really powerful ritual that they yeah. had done for a very
1: long time. All right, guys, we're drawing straws for the dick this time. <laughs> not doing it again.
3: We're drawing straws for the dick. <laughs> um, but the in the Jewish tradition you the um, firstly, the funeral happens very quickly after death, but also it's just it's in a very basic coffin. And the coffin's sealed during the ceremony and everything. So you it's not like you, it's laid out and you actually see the face. It's just a box in a room covered with a shawl. Mm-hmm. And then it goes... I so have you, well, have you been to those? Oh, yeah, quite a few of them for like, relatives just been, and so on. And
0: they have, and they have like, you the, you have an open and the people who wash them, but you weren't a part of that
3: no, group, no, no, obviously. So no, you just so came after it was all sealed up. Yeah, so all that happens is you go into... There's, like, a sort of mini synagogue, like a mini chapel next to the graveyard and the coffin gets wheeled in and then there's a series of prayers and there's normally some some sort of talk or whatever and then it gets wheeled out and then you, you get involved in like everyone gets involved in helping to bury it so once the coffin's lowered into the ground everyone takes in turns to sort of put some of the earth onto the right,
0: which right, is the a really powerful and, ritual yeah, and which which also in right now in most i guess secular or not necessarily secular, but non-Jewish or Muslim burial cultures, they don't even let you do that. Right, You have to just sort of stand there awkwardly While somebody else lowers the casket in Or they don't even lower the casket in You just have to leave
1: well, on and casket. Load on One of those motors as well I Well think. it's on a motor and then that's when like The person that you didn't even know they were banging Jumps on the casket <laughs> and like starts crying like, Rides, J- rides J- down Jimmy the... Dane! <laughs> no! Like, you really are from Tennessee <laughs> are you? Yeah. You're like who
3: is that lady? <laughs> Jimmy Dean. <laughs> That's not even his name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the wrong funeral. Yeah. Jesus. Just, just the guy in the graveyard is like, yeah, she does that for all of them. Oh, yeah, I, think. Yeah. I think Jimmy Dean bu- died twenty years ago. Yeah. She just likes the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Large March sent me. Um, um, but yeah, because of that, yeah, I've never. Um, you never been to an open casket? Never I've never been, been, to been to an open, an open casket, casket, and. There, yeah. And you also talk in this, this summer. I'm, we're going to
2: show you a dead guy, man. I'm serious, dude. It's <laughs> a like teen sex comedy now. It's like before graduation, we're going to see a dead body. Before prom, we're going to see a dead body.
0: There's a really good montage in here, like cut to you guys hijinxing around Los Angeles. Oh, it's just a coma. Uh, <laughs>
3: God damn it! On to the next one. Um, but uh, but you also talk about embalming after the Civil War is is sort of a way um That the the death industry claims expertise and, oh, and takes wow. control of it as a as a specialization, as opposed to something that the whole community or anyone can do.
0: Right. They. That's how. That what's. That's what makes the professionals, quote unquote, professional, quote unquote. Um. I don't usually say quote unquote, but I guess it's a yeah. podcast, so you Just, can't see. Yeah, you yeah. can't see the air quotes that I'm making with my fingers. Right obnoxiously Um, but yeah I mean in the Civil War you can kind of see why they did it you know if you're if you're and there still is in certain places there is utility for embalming for example if I'm shipping a body back to Germany and they want to be able to open it on the other side and see
1: mother Uh, grandpa died in Argentina huh basically (laughs) <laughs> I get it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you want to see grandpa just you want to see that bastard just as he was <laughs> right. back in Germany. Throw him in his you... old uniform,
1: put him in the ground. Let's do
0: this. You want to open up and
3: have no, him... two skulls. <laughs> Good reference. That was
1: good. Yeah, that was a good
3: reference. Deep he, knows cut.
1: The, he knows the uniform.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little too well, as a matter of yeah. fact. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, the still, there's still some. Ut- or, like, in the South, there are still communities, African American communities, certain communities that really value the embalmed body in a very real way. But for the most part, people who are embalmed these days, it's what sets a professional up as professional so you have to go to mortuary school to learn how to embalm and you have to be trained and you have Mm -hmm. to have all the right protective equipment and the dead body is dangerous and it's all part of the narrative that keeps you paying for something like that kind of a
3: rebranding of mortuary uh, as mortuary a rebranding of mortuary science as opposed to just the undertaker the town undertaker exactly
0: because the town undertaker wasn't anything more than the guy who built the wooden coffin or the guy who hired the carriage. Right, it was to facilitate, a blue collar job. It was a blue collar job, and you know he also was a cabinet maker, and he also pulled teeth. And he also lit the lamps. You know, It was a guy who was kind of a jack of all trades who could get you the coffin, who could get you what you needed for a funeral. And then after the Civil War, when you put embalming in, when you put in preparation of the body, when you put in all of these things that the normal person can't do, man on the street can't do, then it becomes a service I, that you can charge quite a lot of money
1: for. I always think that stuff's hilarious when like, like uh, birth and death are just going to fucking happen. So the death industry to me is really similar to the um uh to like get, like delivering babies like any any of that like
2: Yeah no like, like it's I, like
1: dude babies are just like people people give birth in Walmart bathrooms right, right. it's yeah. like you can deliver what i mean is i'm not saying it's better to just do it on your own but i'm saying most of it is uh comfort it's it's palliative well, care. Interesting it's interesting with snake oil comfort
0: with babies though? There's a chance of something going wrong. There's a chance, and then you need, and real, and expertise. Then you need real expertise. And not, not that death doulas are a bad thing, or not sorry, death doulas, birth doulas are a bad thing, or midwives are a bad no, thing. No, no, totally. Um, there is a chance, you know, but there's a something. chance of something could go wrong with death. Nothing. That person is <laughs> the worst thing has happened. Like yeah, the no, worst totally. thing has already happened. They're dead. Nothing is going to go wrong. There's no emergency. Yeah.
3: That's right. fundamentally I, it's all about what makes the people around like I I couldn't care less what happens to my body after death like mm-hmm. I really couldn't
2: it, you it's, literally couldn't because you will be well, exactly of <laughs> you are, right now <laughs> I, I right now you don't even care but at that point you no, definitely won't care but,
3: uh, but it's it's something but I wonder whether I do care about what would happen to my parents or my sisters or whatever well um, my dad is planning his funeral
1: right now and he like ran me down the mix like the music that he wants And it's like I kind of had to explain to him I'm like dude You're not gonna be there Like your body's there But you're not there Why are you being a dick to your dad? I <laughs> no, know no, Your but... dad is doing such advanced <laughs> planning No 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 But I'm saying like He's also being a dick about it Because all the plans Bum everyone out And right. it's like The funeral's for the family It's not for So I think you kind of Can be a dick about it Like if, if I'm like I want my funeral to have this and this But my kids are like That creeps us out Then it's like Oh okay Then yeah Do the thing that you don't
0: it is a collaboration. I think that both sides should give a little bit because for a lot of people, I mean you said you don't care what happens to your body, but a lot of people do. A lot of people mm-hmm. derive some well, sense Matt of care security now, and- what happens to <laughs> Well, yeah, mind. and <laughs> that's and also
2: <laughs> She's like that's evident. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When, <laughs> also when people say I don't care, that's you caring a little bit. That's true. Like you care to say that I don't care.
3: You know, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. think there's for anyone that it really doesn't. Well, matter. actually also I'd even qualify that as I I've talked about this on the show before i want to and i've still been very lazy about arranging it i want to be set up so my body gets donated to medical science and mm-hmm. first you know firstly all the organs get used for whoever can use them but then everything that's left like good medical students
2: cut up my eyes cut, and stuff sure
3: practice cutting me up uh oh well, that well, again in the book you talk um when you're cutting out the pacemaker you say it's harder to cut up Cut through skin than you think, and that's why they practice on dead bodies.
0: And medical don't. I actually just did a huge article on donating bodies to science, quote unquote. And there, it's interesting because there are medical schools, and then there are also all of these private companies that are for-profit companies that are basically just body brokers. So you would donate your body to them, and then they're they're a corporation, a for-profit corporation, and then they would divide it up and send you to whoever's paying them for studies.
2: Like a modern day uh hair. Yeah, like a modern day perhaps end up in Brooks Whelan's old lab.
3: Yeah. <laughs> our, our former host co host of the show used to work in a biomedical lab and he would cut up eyeballs.
0: Yeah. A, yeah. 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 Well do cor- cornea donation is a big thing too that can actually help other people see that right. when so they have corneal blindness and if you take a, and really almost any dead person under seventy five, if they can have a good cornea, you can remove that, put it in a person and all of a sudden a third world child can see again oh. but we don't do that a lot because we don't really know about it and so it's really complicated
3: take, do you still need to take anti uh, rejection yeah. medicines for cornea or are they is that sufficiently not I involved tissue. I don't know. That is a, that's a thing. I, do. I don't know about living people right. at all. Yeah, right. yeah of course. Uh, <laughs> my, show. my knowledge just cuts off. I know we have medical experts who listen to the show, if anyone knows.
2: Yeah, I, for some reason, I feel like that's not a thing you have to worry about rejecting. I don't know why I have that gut instinct. About it's it. certainly do I know? less
3: yeah. of a big deal than a liver or a kidney, but it's still well, the main tissue. Is, still foreign tissue. It the main DNA. problem is like seeing the ghosts of that person's vision right. slipping.
1: <laughs> living. I mean, that's the main thing. It's right, like yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's the <laughs> to the corner of your eye. You actually just see the reaper in the corner of your
2: eye. That's the big problem a person Different is our- guy Different
0: person Yeah once you've seen death Right before it happens <laughs> It gets burned into your corner. There's like a
2: watermark In the corner the whole time of Yeah,
0: this, yeah.
1: So Shutterstock
0: yeah. This is definitely Probably science it's Very probably yeah. Yeah, science. yeah yeah I think we
1: warned you <laughs> What about uh, People's prep For their own death Like I, I'm really Interested in, in cultures I mean I, I agree that Like western culture uh, Like we suck at it Because we really Just avoid it Completely avoid it Um but then, you know, there's things like uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead and things like that where, like, from a baby, you're taught, like, this is totally going to happen. This is for sure going to happen to you. Super get okay with that.
2: In, in that wording. As I'm yeah. say. That's how, that's <laughs> all the right, Tibetan babies. Yeah. <laughs> r- gather up. Tibetan right, babies. Are you guys cool? Are you guys cool?
1: No, that's that's how the medieval Dalai Lamas would say it. Yeah. All right, dudes. <laughs> you're all totally going to knock off something. Hear me out, bro. <laughs> get cool with it. But... Um, you know, but also that that society had a very low depression rate and a very low suicide rate and things like that. I mean, people were kind of OK with that. Um, like what? So what about the accepting the inevitability of your I mean, people flip about that. People flip. People can't handle it.
0: Well, there are people today. I'm I'm fairly secular and. I think about how there are cultures that have, or who are deeply religious, or even in our own groups in our own culture that are deeply culturally or religiously, have these beliefs about exactly what's going to happen to your body, where your soul's going to go, where your physical body's going to go, mm. and I kind of envy that, because it would be nice to have this completely Certainly. laid out point A to point B bullet point plan of what you can do to get to where you need to go but in the afterlife, but 100% that's not... 100 belief is
1: still not possible.
0: No, 100% belief is not possible, but at least it's a framework. Whereas if you grow up fairly secular or Christian-ish or Jewish-ish, you really lose that framework. So you have all of these secular people bumbling around in the living void trying to figure out what death means, what it means to them, what they're going to do post-mortem. I'm not going anywhere, but what does that mean for my life? And I think we're at a point right now where we're actually asking those questions and coming up with new ways to understand our relationship yeah. at with that parties
1: which bums everyone out
0: at we parties should, or on podcasts right questions. oh well you obviously don't go to my parties <laughs> i'm so down to go to your parties
2: <laughs> if you really think about it right now like if you actually make your brain go to that place where you realize like there's going to be a time where you just won't exist do you still get that like cold void in your belly that i still get if i actually like, i haven't thought about it this whole show we've been talking about that but i haven't actually conceived of it if I make myself think about it, I'll have this like. I constantly think about pulled. you not existing.
0: Uh, hey. Can we take a couple minutes just to watch you go through it?
2: <laughs> watch like the we'll just we'll just we'll just go silent and we'll just watch. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. Uh, but do you get? I mean, are you, are you totally okay with the, with the fact that you're going to die?
0: No, it's 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 maintenance. It's a maintenance. So I consider it a relationship, like a relationship with another human, in yeah. that you constantly have to check in and see where you are with it. Because I can have a day where I feel incredible mm-hmm. and I'm one with the universe and I'm ready to slough my mortal coil and then a month or two later I'll see an accident on the freeway or something will happen and I'll go oh shit yeah. I, things have crept up or you get into a new relationship or you have a baby or you get a new job and things in your life are constantly shifting that get you to be Buddhist about it get you attached to things yeah. all of a sudden you're attached again right. to your life and you want to stick around and you want to not you want to exist and experience, yeah. so you have to recheck in, and re- so it's not like you get cool with death, and then it's just forever. Right? right. It's always you're always having to keep that, up that maintenance. Yeah,
1: that's my problem. Is I I just I, I'm not scared of death at all. I just have a lot of shit to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like no, there's just stuff not, you want to get done. Just, just stuff I want to get done. But
0: that's the manifestation of your fear of death.
1: I know. I mean, but it, but it's not a fear of the it. It's. My fear of death is for completely narcissistic reasons while I'm alive.
0: Sure. But that's, but that's, so there's, there's a really fantastic list of, I think it's the six or seven reasons that people are afraid of death. And one is that they don't want physical pain when they're dying. They don't want to leave their friends and family behind. They don't want experience to end. They're afraid of what their body is going to happen when after postmortem, after it dies, they're afraid of the afterlife. Right. And then one of them is they're afraid their plans and projects are going to come to an end. And that's mine, too. Yeah. that's I, I feel like I'm doing this death revolution thing that I really believe in. Like, and I'm if I die, yet. you know... Pfft, that's the end of that right. so it's my desire to promote death acceptance that makes me afraid of death
1: but is that still sort of a weird belief in immortality like or in a weird oh sure oh yeah oh that's project, absolutely
0: like, immortality
1: because if you because if i just die and my projects aren't complete then who gives a fuck because mm-hmm. i'm dead you know what i mean so i still oh, but even just recording
0: this like your voice is is preserved in the void somehow
2: Oh my god, you ever think about like, well, no, we're we're not recording thing. this. We didn't hit record. <laughs> like we might have like ancestors generations late like if there isn't some digital apocalypse that destroys all records of our current world, like we could have people hundreds of years from now listening to this. Absolutely. That's crazy. I never thought about that. You great, never great thought grandpa? about that? That's no. all I think about when we record. Because I'm, I'm too ahead of my time.
1: I'm like, yeah, look. People are going to get this. They don't get me. They don't get me. People get offended by shit I say. There's they write DNA
2: in. in there. And then 200 years later, someone's laughing. At someone's that. laughing hard, bro. When they'll,
3: they'll, they'll have their back to the statue of you mm-hmm. <laughs> and their headphones in or however they listen to music now. Yep. Well, one of us is going to be... Is gonna completely live on forever, but I'm not gonna say
2: who it One is. Okay. Oh God.
0: One of us is gonna be damn immortal,
3: and you're an expert in these things, so that must be true. Like, right. yeah, oh, no. Could
0: be me, but I'm not. I, I,
3: I'm yeah. totally not what sure it is. Hate that you've got such a good poker it's... face as well. Like, <laughs> she's not giving any clue.
1: I hate that we've been recording this whole thing playing a game of Russian roulette. While we're doing <laughs> it. I think it's a so little... By the way, it's your
2: turn. Pass the gun. I know.
1: Yeah. But it, but it no, I mean, it keeps us in. It keeps us focused,
2: you know? Yeah.
0: We were going to start talking about My Little Pony, but we stayed focused yeah, on no, death no. solely
2: because of... It's a gun-based podcast. Gun-based. There's always a gun on the table. It's like a Chekhov sort of play. There's Probably a, guns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're... I, I meant to talk about this earlier. There's no good transition for it, but um, here in LA, we're we're at the... The hub of the sort of Disneylandification of embalming services, right? Like,
0: oh yeah, I mean, the,
3: Forest Lawn and
2: Forest Funny
0: Lawn. There's a really fantastic book called The Loved One that um, Evelyn Waugh, a British writer, wrote. I don't know why I pointed at you like that. Oh, oh, my people, <laughs> you know him. Yeah. <laughs> you're familiar.
3: Um, I'm aware of both those British writers. It was a, it
0: was a satire of Forest Lawn and just how ridiculous it is they 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 started with this guy named Herbert or Hubert Eaton Herbert Eaton who took over the cemetery and had this idea of himself as the builder and he was selling immortality and he was going to get art from around the world like knockoff art from around (laughs) the world and death was offensive to him he didn't want any headstones he wanted flat headstones he wanted to erase all signs of mourning and it really was There are flat headstones all over the U.S. now, and it really was him. That's a Forest Lawn invention. That's a Forest Lawn invention. He also started the pre-need. He started the prepay in advance for your death experience model, and he's hugely influential, some would argue in all the wrong ways, on American death culture. Thanks, L.A. Oh, wow. (laughs) And
2: then there was this book, I forgot what it was called, that was uh, kind of calling that out. Yeah, The American Way of Death. Okay, is that what Mm -hmm. you just well that was that was a satire but the American Way of Death was also a
0: British British people are really good at coming over across the pond and being like this is ridiculous which often we need um, to be fair to them And uh, this was a woman named Jessica Mitford, who was a raging communist, Mm -hmm. actually, and and her husband was a lawyer in Oakland, and she wrote a book called The American Way of Death, which also has had, in the opposite direction, a huge influence on how we do things. She really brought up around the cremation revolution. We're almost at 50% of cremations in the U.S. now, and also donating your body to science. She said funeral directors are trying to screw you over they're trying to charge you for flowers and caskets and embalming and all these things you don't need, just do a cheap cremation, donate your body to science, that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. So we really have all of these really fascinating forces that go back and forth. To, so, so death culture is not actually created, you know, f- on the fundamental level, it's created by these, these forces, for- fight like almost like gods, fighting above it all.
3: Didn't even occur to me until just now, but um, one of the reasons, I think possibly the only reason why my parents are still members of a synagogue in the uk and part of a community and they pay their annual dues is that's d-u-e-s yes yes um but uh is that that comes with burial rights? like that if you're a member of the synagogue then you that comes with when you die you get buried in the synagogue's uh, cemetery and that's but all your, covered but your dad's so kind got, of
2: oh, it's your, free also it's yeah like, so so oh. it's i think but your dad free.
1: just
3: got that tramp stamp Oh so can't be yeah, well that's good. Well, hopefully notice it. They won't notice, that they won't notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it does make him look hotter. No, <laughs> but uh,
2: um, what does it say again? I forgot what he got written there. It's a huge mistake. It says Dewey defeats Truman. Oh, okay, that's, yeah, it's a bad tattoo choice. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: but I I wonder whether even just their membership because they are they'll they don't go to the synagogue on the regular basis. They might go. Like on uh, Yom Kippur or Ashana, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the fund days. But you could still go to a synagogue without being a member. But I think the only reason, and the thing that keeps up, that keeps the community going, is fear of death and fear of what's going to happen to your body. It's almost, or at least part being part of that ritual, is what keeps those communities funded and alive and existing. Well, I've, I mean, and I've to an extent,
1: I've discussed this on the show before that I do plan on having uh, being taxidermied into a centaur. Right. With a horse. Now, people have written in and said, taxidermying humans sucks. It doesn't look good. I don't care. I'll be a weird-looking centaur. I want to get a horse. Obviously, the horse will die before I die. The horse
0: part will look fine. The horse part will look good. And you'll be attached to this, like,
3: busted, shriveled upper part of you. It's going to be cool. Here's my question. Obviously, that's a great idea, and it'll look phenomenal. Thank you. But... um. What will happen with the rest of, like, the other...
2: Well, hang See, on. Here's what I think. You I... could get two for one. That's what I'm saying. You can get one centaur and one minotaur, because you could have, like, horse, horse torso on your legs, and then also you have your torso on a horse. Well, there's no horse
1: torso. torso. I mean, we've discussed this. A centaur... You,
2: uh, no, I'm saying a minotaur, whichever one is the bull or horse on top, because you could do both things. You That's could the take... bull. But, I mean, it's the, a different animal. You kill now. two animals, but you can become part of two. Uh, no, I. It's I think chimeras. that's a valid
0: idea. I think yeah. at the point that you're going to yeah. do that, and you're going to, and it's going to
3: have some problems anyway. The re, yeah, the remaining bits together and well, see I'm what going, you end up with. I'm going to, but
1: I'm saying that's just going to be a horse neck and head attached <laughs> on some legs. On some legs. Yeah. Because a centaur <laughs> is, is sounds pretty <laughs> mythical to me. because, because a fawn we discussed this a fawn Sintors,
2: mentors and fawns. we did talk about that yeah. on a show well uh, back.
1: yeah a fawn is like goat legs and then man body and a flute a
0: fawn I've never and, oh 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 yes oh a, oh, yes. Pl- oh, F-A- a fawn yeah, and
1: yeah, a yeah. U-N yeah, yeah F-A-U-N U-N. and a pan flute um, you gotta have the pan flute or you, you like lose your fawn
2: membership or and whatever. you have horns even though you're a human head, right yes yeah. what if you're a fawn that just wants to rock out on
3: guitar I think you could or play the accordion or something. Just, Modern you know, fawns, loose, yeah.
0: Uh, if we talk to the Modern Fawn Association, <laughs> I think they would say, well, fawns also sometimes have slightly goat
1: like facial
2: features, You're right, even they're though they're heart goat faced. yeah. But yeah. what I'm yeah. saying
1: is they're still half and half. Right, right. But a, a, a fucking centaur is a whole horse body just without the head. So you have six limbs. Yeah. Well, but you have two hearts too. Mm-hmm. Two
0: hearts, two, two of really every organ except brain.
2: Oh, my God. Speaking of this, we... Oh, I can't believe we haven't followed up on this. We talked a while back on our show about um, someone who wants to... Who's saying that head transplants will be possible within five years. That's body totally,
1: transplants. It's bullshit.
2: Also, it should be called a body transplant because... we got to uh, quit yes. saying head transplant. Um, but then I started looking... I went in the Wikipedia hole of head transplants. There have been a lot starting almost over 100 years ago with dogs and... Uh, monkeys mm-hmm. and there are pictures of some of these head transplant dogs because they didn't take off the other dog's head first they just put another dog like on 3po on chewbacca's back yeah yeah with his front legs and his own lungs and it's horrifying like yeah it survived for a while until until they were rejected just because of like immune stuff like but they, they had mm. the blood was getting there was blood flow to the brain the dog on top was like nipping at the ears of the dog that it was attached to. it's horrifying oh yeah
1: that was in the the USSR that was the, the <laughs> that guy in the 50s crazy. there's all
0: sorts of interesting Russian videos oh, of horrible horrible there's animal they experiments
1: they finally uh, they finally apologized about Leica that was like last year
2: uh, do you have to apologize because that had to be done for us to go to space right uh,
1: they weren't apologizing for doing that they were apologizing for the way it died they lied about it.
2: Oh,
0: oh, how did it What die? did they lie about? Yeah.
1: Well, they, they, I mean, everyone knew like this dog's not coming back, but, but they thought maybe it'll be a cyanide pill or something like that. But no, it just died of
2: starvation, starvation
1: and extreme heat, then extreme cold. And then, you know, it just, it was a horrible, horrible death.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so that was the apology. And also the trainer didn't know that's what was going to happen. Like the trainer oh. thought they were, well, the trainer thought the whole time the mission was coming
2: back. And it then, was going to land on a farm with a lot of space for Leica to run. No, <laughs> they no, nice they thought,
0: and Leica comes out like yeah. a little wobbly, but then <laughs> right, right, shoots
1: off. No, but they thought the, they thought the capsule was coming back, um, and they, they didn't even say until like after liftoff, like, uh, yeah, that was it. That's we're not going <gasps> to recover this and it's like that's my dog so th- so they had man that's my <laughs> dog he took to his
2: knees
1: so yeah there was apology apologizing
3: to be done about how it was handled okay. i suppose um yeah how, how would um how would you like, have you do you know now for sure how you would like your body to be dealt with after
0: yeah, I would, like, I would like, if possible, I would like to be eaten by animals. I would like to be laid out and eaten by animals, but that's not really... I could go to a body farm, but it's not really a possibility. Now there's no dedicated civilian animal eateries for your post-mortem body. Um, Wait, are there any
2: in the, in the world?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They do it um, Zoroastrian culture in in southern India. They do Towers of Silence where they leave, the although they're running out of vultures because of veterinary chemicals they give the cows, and the vultures eat the cows, and then the vultures die. Oh. So there's not enough vultures to eat the dead bodies Um, in Tibet. They do sky burials. Vultures eat them
1: there. So you're not cool with insects eating the body, because that would just happen.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, insects I'm fine, too. I'm I'm fine with whoever shows up. So I'd rather, I'd like to leave my body out and like whoever... Just whoever's back down into
2: the cycle into the into the
0: cycle area. yeah i eat animals and i'd like them to eat me but realistically probably i will just be naturally buried so hole dug in the ground i call it you know ground hole corpse dump just shallow three feet four feet hole
2: very basic body coffin in. and you don't want to be no embalmed? coffin at all just shroud okay.
0: body straight in the ground don't want to be don't want to be, up, to be embalmed
1: uh we have that plan on our list here that's the cheapest one it's called the bundy and that's going to be $100. And That's a shallow grave.
0: I uh,
2: wish it was $100. That's, that's going to yeah, be a completely shallow grave. Sensible. And, uh, in, the, in the words of Walter, oh, wait, which character I Big the mask. just because we're bereaved doesn't make us saps when they're trying to charge him for <laughs> the, urn? the urn. Yeah, he just takes it out in a coffee can.
0: Great movie. Which a lot of families do. Oh, you can do that? Which is, yeah. But although, for, if, you a, if you have a basic direct, what's called direct cremation, mm. you just get a, a, a heavy plastic $19 Okay, urn that it comes in. So you don't actually... You can bring in the coffee can as an extra thing. Yeah, if they love but coffee, maybe. it's included in the price okay. is the, the plastic urn.
2: Oh, I uh. forgot. There was a story you told about after you cleaned out, cleaned out the retort. Is that what it's called? Retort, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That it was too clean, so then the surface was too smooth, and then the next body that went in... Um,
0: yeah, that's 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 a really grotesque story to to jump in on, but well, yeah, the, it was too The book too, has lots of
2: it's it's great and it has uh if you want these kind of stories it's in there it's too. It's very yeah. honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very
0: honest. It's <laughs> very well that's you know, that's the the try, but uh yeah, the the floor of the their concrete floors, heavy concrete floors, and over time they get pitted because you're scraping them all day mm-hmm. and little pieces come out and then so you have to redo them. You have to re-concrete mm-hmm. them. And somebody has to crawl inside, which I've never done and seems like a fair amount of existential dread would go into that. But you crawl inside, you smooth out the floor with new concrete and rebar, and the next body that went in was a larger woman. And when you're a larger woman before that it had the, the body fat had pooled up in the little divots in in the floor and mm-hmm. burned off on its own pace. But since it was so smooth, the fat came out of the front of the machine. liquefied liquefied fat came out of the front of the machine and i was uh you know in charge of cleanup (laughs) on that mess and days like
2: that didn't make you be like maybe i could find a different light of work
0: i don't know days like that kind of made me feel alive in a way because Uh, days like that not not in a not no i'm doing this crazy thing but in just a Oh my God! Like life is yeah. is brutal and amazing and ridiculous, and all of these things exist in one lifetime mm. and in this one experience.
2: That's true. That's true. So, what's your overall takeaway about what we could all be doing better as a society? Well,
0: first of all, you all need to just go find a dead body and hang okay. out with it. Okay, we got to hang out with a dead body. That's again, that's your summer plan. So right. that's already nice. all go set up. Go
1: to
0: the yeah, woods. Go to the woods. Find your find your corpse.
1: Or just come over more. I mean, dude, Stu or Brendan oh, any God. day now.
2: See, we're not even kidding. Like one of our roommates will die when we're Very living soon. in that house. Yeah. Sure. sure. Well, come in. All
1: together. We live with two two guys and they're 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 not only old. Uh, they're not, it's not even the age, They're it's not just taking how, care of it They're not yeah. taking care of themselves
0: mm-hmm. Well call me I'll talk you through it okay, okay We'll all do it together We can involve the family um, There's I think no family It's just Andy and just I It's just gonna we, be
2: We've talked um, about this We're probably gonna have to talk At their funerals If this comes to pass Yeah
1: And it's gonna be like a dog funeral We've discussed that <laughs> <laughs> We
2: just have to say we said Hey said that on air
1: before? I think so I think we discussed like what we would say. Like he was a good boy. He loved
3: food.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He had his favorite spot. (laughs) He was loyal. Uh, He was was good at staying. Yeah, he he loved that. Loved that bed. Woo. We're monsters. Oh God! We're not monsters. So what are you saying? What are you supposed to say? I didn't know. If we, 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 we've, we've talked about this off air. I just didn't know if we'd say it on this. Show.
0: <laughs> it's like a dog funeral. That's it's, all we have. Do they? But they don't even. They probably don't listen to. Oh, your, they definitely don't. They don't. know. One right? of them walks
2: by when he sees this recording and says, "Have a good blog." So it's like there's no risk of this being heard by them. <laughs> Close like, enough, yeah. Stuart. Yeah.
1: yeah. The other one somehow has internet that's like a 14k connection, even though we have a cable like <laughs> <laughs> it's in our house. He somehow has figured out how <laughs> to have. Worse. A 1993 internet connection <laughs> yeah. in our house with the plan we all played. Like he's for. on bulletin boards? Yeah, it's so
0: <laughs>
2: weird. One of them's on jury duty, right? I don't mean to... I want you to answer the question, but one of them's no, no, on jury is duty and he's showing up drunk every day for yeah. jury I'm like, how have you not gotten dismissed? Like, you're <laughs> well, drunk. Well, he's, he's perfect. No, he's he's wasted. And the thing is, is he gets. he's not
1: supposed to talk about the case, but he's wasted. So he just tells us everything. He goes, oh, today was
2: crazy. <laughs> are we
1: incriminating... Are we committing a crime
2: now no. by talking about this? Okay. Oh,
1: no. so he's actually on
0: a
2: jury. Right he's not just... Right now. <laughs> oh, he has, wow. Right, he is
1: currently today on a jury. But... It's weird because um, he goes, "Yeah, it's my first jury duty, Jess. I almost had one before, and I really wanted it too because it was a drunk driving case. So you know, would have gotten that guy off." <laughs>
2: and he said it like I was going to agree and like high five <laughs> we're him. all part of some tribe where it's like oh right. like the we're American all like, judicial drivers, system we, oh 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 did you tell the story about St. Patrick's Day <laughs> oh fuck dude <laughs> I, I want to get back we will wrap up by hearing about you this is <laughs> way more entertaining okay. than just uh, death about, plans we won't say
1: his name or anything but we live with a brutal brutal alcoholic <laughs> Brendan or Stewart oh, like, <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah alright but if you say it only once then it's like not an issue yeah it doesn't it's like a copyright mail it to yeah, ourselves yeah. um, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day rolls around you know the day happens the day ends. Uh, I wake up the next day and uh you know walking out to get my morning coffee uh walking out there in the morning and um, I notice the car is parked not in the driveway but sort of on the lawn, you know <laughs> not my car but but uh, uh one of our roommates cars and then he 's just face down <laughs> like a fucking bear rug laying there <laughs> laying there on the grass and i call him call him and he gets up and he oh and then uh he says. Ho, ho, fucking ho! Because that's what he says every Christmas, so I don't think he even knew the holiday. Oh. He's just red faced, covered with mud. That was awesome. Fucking ho, young Jesse. Yeah, young Jesse. He always says young. This
2: young,
3: young Eddie, yeah. young Jesse. Have we talked about him falling in the pool as well?
1: Oh, I, we may have <laughs> talked about him. Okay, so he, he doesn't pay for his own phone. He doesn't pay for his own phone plan. He has, like, buddies, like, weird benefactor buddies that, like, pay for all of his shit. I don't know how it works. But, um,. And that's depressing But yeah, you know Whatever Um, So he he was drunk And uh, getting himself A lemon for his vodka We (laughs) have a lemon tree We have a lemon tree And I see him He's picking a lemon And he accidentally uh, Pulls too hard So the whole branch Comes off Hits him in the face He falls in the fucking pool Doesn't spill the drink Ruins his phone (laughs) (laughs) The drink stays Totally stable And he's just standing there In the pool Completely wet Just up to the torso Just drinking his like Vodka soda (laughs) It's a nightmare. It's amazing.
0: This is all fun and games until he actually kills someone. Yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. the I mean, thing. That's this is all fun and games until yeah. I'm in charge of the you know family of four. Right. Coming that, back from Disneyland. It kind of
2: takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? Yeah. It yeah,
1: does. not uh, No, we do worry for others. I mean, I don't Well, I
0: mean, think he, he could kill himself, and that's A-OK. Like I don't if he, think if he's he, he going to be driving himself into a,
1: that much longer. I don't think that's even a... I just mean because of his car situation. Oh, I, don't okay. think, I don't think that's a... That's
2: Have you talked to him about bicycling? Oh, he borrowed my bicycle when his car was in the shop, uh, and Gosh. and he and he would come back. He would say he had to do a grocery run. And he came back with a plastic bag that was clearly only full of glass cylinders. And he was like, "Provisions, young Andrew."
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> he wanted a ride. He kept asking for a r- shitty
2: Burning Man mountain bike. He's like riding this like
1: hundred dollars. He kept he kept asking for a ride to Ralph's. It's like, oh, the thing that's a block away? It's a block away. It's,
2: it's a, block a block away, away. We, I walk there. Yeah.
1: Ah, fucking Christ.
2: All right. I'm so, oh, sorry. Caitlin, so Caitlin, what so can we just... do better as a society? <laughs> <laughs> well, a you
0: can talk death. to Brendan and or Stuart about not killing the family okay. that okay. he's on his way to kill. That's a good point. Right now. it's, it's getting Young Brendan now. or young yes. Stuart, yeah. we have to have a talk. Um, Yeah. And then you can just plan for your own death, talk to your parents about their death, because most people have no idea what their parents want, and then their parents die and they're totally screwed because they don't know anything about the estate, they die a long, horrible death, or all of these terrible things can happen just by lack of conversation Mm -hmm. between you and your family about what they want, how they want to die, yeah, what's going like, to happen afterwards. Have, like, no idea
3: how much money their parents have. No, or, like, they have no idea. I, yeah, I'm, I have no idea what... My, my dad does all of the finances, so if he was the first to go, like, wow. Yeah,
0: I tell that my mom is the same way. My mother handles everything. If my dad dies, it's going to be really tragic, and I'm going to be so sad. But if my mom dies, we're just screwed. We're fucked, because she knows about the mortgages yes. Yeah. And so you still find a person who probably it's has. It's interesting
1: you just said if in both cases. No, if he dies if, if she dies first, does first. Oh, if first. Yeah. Not yeah. if
0: they not die. If, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, they're going to die, as right. are we all.
3: Right. But... I presume my dad has a will in place and some kind of plan. I think Don't he's presume. the kind of person who would. Don't
2: presume. I, I, how, but, also, how do you bring that up without sounding like you're asking about money you want to give you say you Well,
0: you say, like, hey, we just I just recorded a death podcast, <laughs> right? and I'm talking to this girl who's all about planning for death and death acceptance, and she told me all these horrible stories about people who die not knowing... You know, not telling their family what they want, and not having the right documents in place, and I want to make sure that doesn't happen to our family. Yeah. What you got? Well
3: oh, okay. now you can say I listen to a death
1: podcast. Everyone who listened to this, yeah,
0: exactly. Just, hey, just we'll help help that transpose
1: in. that, and and I and I agree with you on that advice. I talk to my folks about it a lot. Like I know all the stuff that's in place and everything.
0: Well, we is. know your dad has all those funeral songs that you okay. don't agree yeah, with. Yeah,
1: yeah, but no, my my mom is, uh, you know, pretty big on uh, end of life planning. Good, good for her. Um, just because you know she's she's big on like palliative like hospice care and things like that. So she, so then the actual logistics of what happens when some, you know, so she's like, all right, look, this is here. This guy's going to call you. And then this is going to have, you know, call this dude mm. and everything. This is cool so it's, a, it's like this thing so now I'm still just working out how to kill my folks and uh, you know get that hire a sniper or whatever just right. send
0: Brendan or Stuart yeah, out yeah, yeah. send, 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 yeah, send Brendan down the, down the street send him to your Tennessee cars. town bad breaks yeah Jimmy Day
2: <laughs> <laughs> the book did make me want to have I have never had yeah I've never had uh, interaction with a dead body but I think it probably would help with mourning to have some contact even just for a little while you know Yeah,
0: and for thousands of years of human history people were responsible for their own dead and we've entered
3: this strange modern
0: place where
3: you don't even see your dead bodies yeah, yeah. well you even point out in your book that n- not too long ago it would be unheard of for someone to even get to past the age of 10 without having seen a huge number of dead bodies because death was just a daily reality and right. we weren't shielded from it in the way that modern society does
0: and now if you see like me you see a young girl fall to her death or you see a tornado body it becomes this huge tragedy and this huge crisis of faith you're talking about and- the tasmanian
1: devil right <laughs> Tornado body.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see something that's out of context you don't have any context for it and it freaks you out for the rest of your life and you have to deal with it as opposed to oh well that's a dead body that's a natural part of life
2: but then you become a successful writer and uh, you build a, build a career out of it. Sure. Yeah, so then a- you build an empire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> step, to, step one, witness childhood trauma. Right. Step two, build an empire. That's Got it.
3: So there's the plan for everyone. Uh, that's actually, I think that's a perfect point to wrap things up. Um, where can people find out more about you and your work and everything you do?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Where, where can they? I have a website called The Order of the Good Death, so they can Google that. I have a web series called Ask a Mortician. And I have a book called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, which is fantastic. We recommend it highly.
2: in all the places books are available. Yeah, we'll link to it. Um, we'll link to all that, those things over at probablyscience.com if you want to just click through and buy that on Amazon. And also, while you're there, you can do some Amazon shopping with our affiliate link, and it kicks money back to us without hey, any extra that, cost yeah, to buy you. Buy the book with the thing. Buy the book buy with the thing. Yeah. That's a thing? That's a thing. Anybody can do that. Yeah, you could set up an so affiliate So if you program, link... You. link If you click on our link and then shop on Amazon, nothing changes, but they kick back a percentage. But also, if your blog, if your website links to, I
3: presume at times you write things where you link to other people who've written about death and death rituals and so on. uh, Yeah, you can put a link on the website and then Amazon gives you a commission for linking people to it.
2: That is so genius. Doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know why they need. Who doesn't? Who, who doesn't know about Amazon? No, but, but I think it
3: does because it just. There's other places to buy books. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Other places to buy things. You know,
1: buy the book. Buy the book. It's a great point. It is a very, very good book. book. So you're and supporting know, all of us. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Internet I know you we've we've kept it very vague, but the, yeah, the the death rituals. Some of the stuff. It's
3: fucking bananas. It's mayhem out there, people. <laughs> it's a very well written book, and like I say, it's a it's a combination of history, philosophy, and personal journey. It's. It's a great read um thank, yeah. you. thank you
0: i tried so
2: hard so yes.
3: i appreciate that yeah that statement
2: well, it was a pleasure having you caitlin yeah thanks for coming I, over thanks for letting us join you in your beautiful home too i want i almost want to take well i shouldn't say this on air because if we can't do it uh maybe we'll take a picture it's i
3: thought it you awesome. say i want to take like a memento or something i to take the butterflies <laughs> off the wall also right
0: what here. you take i get a kick back on oh, that okay. right. too. Yeah, yeah. it's like nice. when you link to an item that you've stolen from my home
3: <laughs> um so, as as always, any questions you can email us, probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. Probablyscience.com is where we'll put up links to everything we talk about on the show. That's also where the donation button is for people who want to donate to help the show uh, and the Amazon link. Uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. Subscribe if you're not already subscribing. Send in an intro tune. Send an no. intro tune. Yeah. Sorry. You know? And uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. But in the meantime, thank you so much, Caitlin Doty. Yeah, thank you guys.